Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Get ready. It's time for... Operation Late Night Excitement. Top rated late night radio. The awesomest night of all time. After dark. It's Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. You deserve a fun night. On KMOX. It is late night with Hancock and Kelly. Here we are. Hey, hey, big boy. How are you, big kid? I don't know, man. The whole world's falling apart. Well, it's kind of a mess, yeah. Um, so I couldn't understand what Putin was saying today, but a couple of observations. He's much thicker than he used to be. Yeah. Uh, he's gained some weight. Yeah. Number two, he seems very angry, uh, not happy, and uh, I'm really a little bit nervous about what's going on in our world. Well, he has come up with a... Um, a guys to get into Ukraine. He's uh, saying that there are two of the states there that are pro-Russia, and he's going to go in under the guise of protecting them. And the question remains, is he going to march on and try and take Kuwait? You know, this is a huge Not Kuwait, country. Ukraine. Uh, uh, Kiev, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, this is a huge country, 40 million people. Right. And, uh, you know, it's not insignificant. They've got one of the largest agricultural economies in the world. And, you know, Putin has long designed Ukraine and he, you know, he went into Crimea back in 2014. So he now has a guise to get into the into the country and start occupying ground. And the question becomes, is he going to continue to march on to the capital? Well, let's hope not. Um, although his speech today, and I'm going off of obviously what I read that they've translated to English and what others have said in the news, uh, just sounded like he was trying to resurrect the good old days and telling the yeah. story of 40 years ago and these places have always been under Russian control, even though we're 30 years or 20 years in the independence of most of these countries. Yeah, and Ukraine has become a functioning democracy and a good one. And, and the people of Ukraine are, are very loyal to their country, as are the people in Belarus and Georgia and the other republics that broke away from the Soviet Union. Uh, and, the so you know, Russia has suffered economic, you know, insignificance for uh, a large part of, of that time. Certainly, they're not in an economic condition right now that's very positive. And now you have this situation where when he goes in, the U.S. and the Western allies are going to impose these economic sanctions. I do believe they're going to be severe sanctions. Yet, on the other side of the equation now, which didn't exist in 2014, you've got China. 
And China right. may, China may tr- choose to buttress the Russian economy. They may choose to get in, engaged there. They could form some kind of a uh, by NATO alliance. Yeah, bilateral mm-hmm. agreement. And um, not to be lost in all of this is the fact that Ukraine, because it is agriculture rich, could supplant the United States as a supplier of agricultural goods to China. Uh, That obviously makes this a very complicated equation. And the the Western sanctions that we're going to put on, and it's going to be removing them from world banking uh, opportunities, perhaps. It's going to yeah. be freezing the assets of the oligarchs that include Putin and others, perhaps. Um, and, and, you know, in a typical world economy, those would be draconian sanctions, but China can soften that blow quite a bit. And, you know, what looks like an invasion of a country that we may not care about, and that's certainly the, the point of view of some, uh, this could be the demarcation line of separating the world into into two entities and that is not good well we lived through that already we have we have and mr gorbachev tear down this wall uh who well and before that, that we lived through it with adolf hitler uh, and mussolini and uh it, and he uh, uh what's his name uh Emperor Harahito. Yeah, Emperor of, of Japan. Yeah. Uh, aligning with each other against the rest of the world. And China and Russia and an expanded Russia united against the rest of the world is very destabilizing and a little bit scary. So interesting. Most of the folks on Capitol Hill all seem to be rallied around the, the American president. And this isn't really a political thing, right? Everybody is kind of caught in the middle. But... Uh, I have been watching some of these opinion hosts on the right yep. that are out in, you know, defense of that Ukraine's not even a democracy and we shouldn't care about it and this is none of our business. And I, I just, it, it's got me scratching my head. Well, that's a point of view that has been prevalent in this country for its entire history. And that point of view is that let's be secure in our own borders. Uh, let's concentrate on our own shores there's no need to inject ourselves into what's happening in the rest of the world. And that's a point of view that from day one of the foundation of this country has been prevalent. And it certainly was prevalent in the 1930s when Adolf Hitler was moving into Hungary and Czechoslovakia and and beginning to expand uh, what he was building in, in the Germanic Republic. And it was not until, and in the United States, a lot of, many Americans didn't want to engage in that conflict in Europe. And it was not until the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor and took out thousands of our service members there that the United States developed the resolve to get involved and, and engage in what was then called World War II. And so those sentiments of... of Staying at home and isolationism, they've been with us for a long time. And so these voices on the right, whether it's Tucker Carlson or Ted Cruz, uh, what they're expressing is a sentiment that's been in the American dialogue for a very long time. I think they're wrong. I think they're wrong to ignore what's happening in Europe because, you know, if, if Vladimir Putin goes and moves on Ukraine, what's to stop him from expanding into Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia? Uh, nothing. 
And if we say, well, that's all over there, it's not affecting us, at some point it does affect us. And at some point we will get drawn in. And we are better to be engaged now, in my opinion, uh, than to sit back and let things just happen. And, and I think letting things just happen is the wrong foreign policy for this country. Well, that's my buddy, John Hancock. I'm Michael Kelly. You guys know this is Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. We try not to hit on all the meaty, hard-hitting issues the whole time. Couldn't that was uh, this, pretty though. deep, but you can't ignore this. Right. And right now, the Union Security Council is meeting in New York. To no effect. Because yeah, China and, and Russia have veto power. But there will likely be some sound bites that come in. And then sun's starting to come up over in uh, Asia and and soon over Ukraine. So uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of news breaking. You can keep it tuned to KMOX and CBS as the night moves on. And uh, we will move on. Did you know it's a holiday? We'll talk about it after this mm. on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I have been thinking all evening about how to best say this. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. The Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. I'm John Hancock. Michael Kelly alongside. Michael is producing the show tonight, doing a fine job. Thank, Thank you, sir. I've, I've been at it since about two. Oh, not you. you meant the other Michael. Yeah, the other Michael. Yeah. We got two Michaels in here. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, two Michaels and a John. What else could you possibly want? Well, you could possibly want our regular guest at uh, 8.20 on Monday evenings. Is none other than... Our NFL insider John Hancock <laughs> Jr., uh, but he's not with us tonight. He's at a he's at some kind of a concert, so he uh, is unable to join us. Uh, but you know, he just started a new job in right. Chicago, uh-huh. and uh, he had today off from work. And I, I said, "You're you're not working?" He said, "No, I got today off." And I said, "Why?" He said, "It's President's Day." Did you now? You are one of the biggest presidential historians. I love I presidents. Know. Yeah. Uh, your favorite president is Calvin Coolidge. That's right, and you've been to his uh, home, library and home. His home. He doesn't have a library. He's got a home and uh, keep Plymouth, it cool Plymouth, with Coolidge, right? Yes, Plymouth Notch, Vermont, the lovely little town. Is that where the uh, groundhog looks at a shadow? No, that's uh, Punxsutawney 
Pennsylvania. Ah, uh, oh. Uh, no, Plymouth Notch, Vermont, a beautiful uh, little hilly uh, countryside there. And it's where Calvin Coolidge grew up. And so his childhood home is there. The cheese factory uh, from the town is preserved, still making cheese right there. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Vermont, big cheese country. And, you like cheese? Uh, yeah, I love cheese. And then they've got, you know, the, his church is, is there and open. And all these little buildings, the old country store preserved as right. it was in, in 1920. And, and he actually took the oath of office. Um, he was the last president to take the oath of office by lantern. Really? Yeah. Before in, electricity? In the, well, it was, no, it was after electricity. It was, it was the middle of the night. He was home visiting his, his dad. And uh, President Harding died on the train coming back from Alaska. He's the first president to visit Alaska, and he was coming back and had an incident that most people believe was a heart attack. Some people think his wife poisoned him, but I think it was probably a heart attack. <laughs> and so Harding dies on the train. Coolidge is in his boyhood home in Vermont visiting his father, and it's the middle of the night, and the Secret Service then uh, came at about 2 o'clock in the morning. They knocked on the door, and... And he opened the door and they said, Mr. President, you need uh-huh. to take the oath of office. President Harding has died. Uh-huh. So he gets up. He's got his bedclothes on. He puts on a suit. His father, who was a justice of the peace right. there in, in Plymouth Notch, Vermont. Um, and so he was a member of the judicial branch. His father swore him in at 2.30 in the morning. How cool is that? In the parlor of their home with a lantern on. Um, and Coolidge took the oath of office and became the 30th president of the United States in 1923. Did he go back to sleep uh, after that? Or did, I'm, I'm, he knowing Coolidge, I'm sure he did go back to sleep. Really? Was yeah. he a chill dude? Uh, Calvin Coolidge was very cool and uh, a great president. He... As president, we didn't. I didn't mean to get into this. Sorry. Oh, this is President's Day. This yeah, is it what is we're President's celebrating. Day. Yeah. So uh, Coolidge had one person on his staff whose job it was uh, to take the federal budget, which was new. We didn't have a federal budget until 1921. That was one of the right one of the good reforms of the Harding administration, and we had a federal budget. And he had one person whose job it was to go through the federal budget line by line by line and cut expenses. Really? And it may be too many pencils to the Treasury Department. I mean, it could be anything. Uh-huh. And every single day, his job was to cut spending in the government. And he did. And uh, Coolidge was very concerned that the federal government was becoming too big. We had all this debt from World War One that we had incurred fighting that war. Coolidge paid it all down. Uh, paid off the debt from World War One by cutting federal spending. He resisted increasing federal spending. He cut taxes three times. Um, he stood hard fast against any kind of government entitlement programs, and they were starting to introduce entitlement programs at that time. And uh, it, it truly, it was, it was remarkable. And he, he talked about the importance of business. He, he's famous for saying the business of America is business. And he wanted the markets to be open and free. He wanted competition to flow, and it did. And it was a great era of expansionism. And then he left office in 1928. And of course, the stock market crashed the following year. Yeah. Well, uh, so, wow, that was quite a history. When did you take a liking and why did you even learn yeah. all this about it? So, him? yeah, you know, I, I grew up uh, during the Ronald Reagan presidency. Right. 
his favorite president was Calvin Coolidge. And, you know, Coolidge has not been rated very highly by historians, largely because the stock market crash happened after he was in office, and some historians have blamed his presidency for that. I think that's wrong, but uh-huh. but some have. And, and then there, there have been a couple of seminal biographies of Coolidge written. He struggled with mental health issues. He was... He had suffered from depression, uh-huh. um, lost a son while he was president. His son was playing on the White House tennis court, got an infection on his toe, and it killed him, ultimately. Like a flesh-eating thing. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, so he lost a 15-year-old son while he was president and, and, and a fellow who already suffered from depression. Wow. Uh, and fought his way through that. And um, and led the country. He was a strong advocate for civil rights. Um, in fact, Coolidge probably got 70 percent of the black vote in the United States in the 1924 election. Huh. Uh, he was very popular with Native Americans. He was the president that gave us um, the uh, in South Dakota, the. Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. He was the president that brought Mount Rushmore to place. He's also the president who started. The federal highway system. It was Coolidge who. I thought it was Eisenhower. It, well, Eisenhower, it flourished, but under Coolidge, he expended federal money to build federal roads for the first time in the history of the country. And this was a conservative president, but he understood that infrastructure and roads were a key to the future of the country, and he invested federal dollars in that effort. He was he was a tremendous president. You know a lot about him. I did. Well, I've read a couple, who, three who, biographies. Did McCullough do a, bi- a biography on no, him? No, uh, the, the best one is by a woman named Amity Schles, and uh, we actually interviewed her several years ago. Oh, of course, yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you No, did. I know. <laughs> uh, but she wrote, it's called Coolidge, uh-huh. great biography, and um, there are there's a growing number of conservative thinkers in the country uh, for whom Calvin Coolidge is kind of a heroic figure, and I'm I'm one of them. Well, how about that? Yeah, that was quite a history lesson. President's I was going to talk to you about how President's Day <laughs> is a, one of these half cocked highway <laughs> holidays. Yeah. You know, like you got some of the banks are closed, right. the stock markets closed, all the banks are closed. The federal federal government's closed. The local government's closed. But most businesses were open. You and I were working today. I work every day. Yeah, I do too. Twenty four seven. Yeah, but uh, Fourth of July. If Fourth of July was out there, I probably don't work on Fourth of July. I may write a couple of things if I need to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, New Year's Day. Yeah, I typically take that off. Yeah. Yeah. So I, but I just, it's one of these weird holidays, and it occurred to me that we just got done with the Super Bowl, right? There it was. And we also just had, to a lot of people, uh, the Super Bowl is this uh, Daytona 500. Right. Which took place yesterday. Yeah, who won that thing? I don't know. Yeah. It was a rookie. Yeah, because uh, the guy. The was... rookie driver and Bubba Wallace were about a quarter car yeah, length yeah. between them. They yeah. were really close right at the end. And Bubba wow. Wallace had, so I turned it on for a nanosecond. Bubba Wallace had taken the lead. I thought, wow, this is cool. And then I went in the kitchen uh, because the food arrived. And, uh, and, and so then when I went back to peer at the television, Bubba Wallace was in 11th place. So Incredible. I, have, I yes. have a proposal yeah? that I'd like to posit. All right. Why don't we make the Super Bowl and the Daytona 500 the same weekend? Yeah. And let's do it on the weekend before President's Day. All right. 
So rather than waking up the day after the Super Bowl and having to work, we could truly call it an American holiday. Boom! President's How about that? Day is the day after the Super Bowl. I How, love it. Wouldn't that yeah. be great? A phenomenal They should idea. schedule the Super Bowl. And don't forget, of course, you would forget because, you know. But yeah, I forget Last everything. week was Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, that, that's, that is a made-up holiday, right? Well, I mean, like, listen, there's St. Valentine's Day where they, you know, they, it comes out of my, my faith. They they praise and they think about yeah. St. Valentine. Yeah, Valentine. Well, now it's become this love deal, and then yeah. you got to go out and spend too much money on roses yeah. and overrated Chocolates. flour. Yeah. Completely overrated flour. The rose. Completely you overrated. You like the rose. No. no. Hmm. Listen, if you're going to give flowers to a gal, yeah. here's what you want to give her. All right. Daisies. Daisies to the to the woman. Here's why you want to give them daisies. Yeah. Daisies live the longest. Oh. And they have to think about you for over two weeks. Oh. Because those suckers, I've, trust me, I've gone well, out I mean, of town you, with daisies. If before. you're looking if you're looking for longevity, Kelly, yeah. give her an onion plant. Well, no, I'm not uh, gonna give her because, a fern. I mean, those or, those things, you know, plant. the onion no. plants, they'll stick around again and they But have they're the not benefit, pretty. They produce onions. Yeah, but it's not well, that's they, not pretty. It looks like grass coming. No, women want to smell something like an you know, onion. sweet. Yes, and they want and There's they want it like to and, and girls love getting flowers. Yeah. But why get suckered into the whole rose thing? It is it is a complete sucker job. The, you're you're paying ten times what you're supposed to pay. That is they, true. They don't last long. Well, if you get them when they're bulbs, they stick around a little while. Bulb, they, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, then, then they, they open and die two days after that. I mean, come on. Daisies, they stick around for two weeks, dude. I'm telling you. Oh. You earn serious points with daisies. Uh, a, a subject I've not contemplated. Butter. I often send tulips too. Tulips, tulips. I tulips. like tulips. Uh, buttercups. Butter. I got uh, buttercups for my girlfriend. They yeah. lasted about a week or so. What about sunflowers? Do they stick around a while? I don't. Th- I think. Don't, I don't think they only grow a certain time. Sunflowers are thick. Like they got like a stalk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what you want. Some heft. Yeah, but she, I mean, she wants to place them on her piano, John, in a little dainty vase and well, yeah, feel lovely. Most pianos can hold a sunflower, buddy. Huh. Uh, I mean, they've got enough. Thumbs mm. up, thumbs down, day after Super Bowl being No, President's I like it. I think, I think you've stumbled onto something, as you occasionally do. We have consensus. We've got more consensus coming after this. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. I love it at night. On King of OX. It's a little bit funny. A little bit funny. This feeling inside. This feeling inside. I'm not one of those no, who can't. Can I make a recommendation to you? So the reason we brought this up is we were going to talk about the prices of concerts. concerts. Ridiculous. But I want you to tell your Elton John story. But I'm here, I want to offer you another warning. All right. If you sit in this concert that people have waited three years for yeah. in St. Louis. Yes. And that song is on. Yes. And you start talking to Georgian like that. The people around you are going to beat you with their purses, well, their fists, their apparently, feet. Apparently, there will be no people around me. Why? Well, so some years ago, Michael, you know, I play the piano. I do. And, uh, and I play ragtime mostly, but I've been kind of branching out a little bit here and there. And we went and saw at the movie theater Rocket Man. The Elton John biopic uh-huh. that was on, and um, I gosh, was, that's got to be four or years ago. I was taken, I was taken by it, and uh, I thought, you know, the, some of those harmonies are lovely that he writes, and uh, and some of those melodies are 
and uh, interesting, and 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 he he does some things structurally with his music that's uh, kind of unique. Uh huh. So I came home and I pulled up on this thing called the YouTube. Ah, the YouTube. Uh, they've got a tutorial on uh, teaching you, and, and that very song that Michael was playing right there, uh, uh-huh. your song, uh, I got on the tutorial. I learned it on the piano. Really? Yes. And I got to where I could really kind of play it. Okay. And then I gravitated to Rocket Man, uh, and, and played that on the piano. And so I I had this Elton John. I was going through, and you know I'm kind of obsessive. Yeah, like, I've I've learned this a little yeah. bit about you. Yeah. And so I got into this Elton John kick, and uh, and just so one night, <clears throat> might have been a Saturday night, and we'd had dinner, and yeah. uh, I'd opened up a bottle of. Ooh, ready for fighting, huh? And I may have uh, opened up a second a bottle, bottle of Cabernet. Cabernet. Yeah, and it's about nine o'clock. I'm look at the email. Uh huh. Metrotix, and Metrotix has sent me an email at about uh, ten thirty in the evening. Ooh. And and this Metrotix email says that Elton John oh! is coming to St. Louis in March of twenty twenty. Wow. That's what I said. So they said, this is an omen. We need to get these tickets. Click here for tickets. So I clicked there. Uh Well, the choices you have, you can get the, you can get the nosebleed tickets for $65. Really? Yeah. You can get the mezzanine tickets for $160. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can get the down low tickets for $350. You can get the floor tickets for $400, $500. Are you serious? But then... Ooh. They have the private dining, all you can eat and drink tickets. <laughs> well, that was in the, That's all they needed to wave out in front of in you. In the private booth for $900. No way. I thought to myself. You didn't do that, did I you? I thought to myself, I'd had two bottles of wine. Yeah. I thought to myself, wouldn't that make a special night for me and my, my bride? Oh. I bought the tickets. Wow. I bought the tickets. I woke up the next morning. And I said to myself, "Self, did I buy those tickets?" <laughs> and you did. I did. And then, so then he's coming. What, like two months later? No, no, it's like six months later. Six so months got, later. Got, okay, I can, cool. I can kind yeah. of pay it off over time. So now you're like, like "Hey, these guns a hundred bucks a month." It's like a layaway. Yeah. And so, and then yeah. March of 2020 comes. Yeah. The pandemic hits. Boom. There is no concert. Uh-oh. So the, yes. you're going to get your money back. Yes, I Woo-hoo. said, I'm getting my money back for these tickets. <laughs> I'm so excited. And then I find out, <laughs> no. He's rescheduled. He's going to come someday. Uh-huh. Now, the guy is, at this point, he's 79 years old. Is that what he is? <laughs> well, that's what he was. Right. And and so they, I can't get my money back. Right. I'm calling. So they postponed it. They postponed it. Uh-huh. And and then so 2020 goes. Here comes 2021. I call, you know, any chance I can get my and no no, he's uh, they're going to reschedule. And uh, and then, you know, and he's supposedly he's done his last concert tour. Right. Right? Totally. Cuz and then he fell and he broke, broke his, his hip. He broke his hip. That's an old person. Cuz he's he's 82 years old yeah, this guy. That happens. And so <laughs> they announced in December that he's coming on March the 30th. And my tickets will be honored at that concert. March my, the 30th. Yeah. And the guy will be 83 years old. <laughs> and I will be sitting there with my wife in these $900 seats and enjoying, hopefully, every minute of the show. Uh, wow. 
Yeah. So it got postponed two times. Yeah. Three times. Three times. Three wow. times. Wow. And both, all three times, you were just saying, just give, give me, me my, my money, money back. back. I, it was a, it was a, it was a, one of those spontaneous, you know, decisions that you make. That I, I don't was, think we call it spontaneous. I think we call it uh, an altered decision. Well, I was not. I mean, you know, I it was a you know. It I've was done a, it before. Impulse. I, I, it was listen, an impulse purchase. Listen, I sometimes I'm like you. I've had a, a, a bottle or of wine, yeah. and maybe I'm hanging out and have another bottle of impulse wine. Impulse purchase. So then I go to the work the next day, and I'm coming home. Yeah. In front of my door, there's three boxes of stuff. Yeah. I said, what is this? What is it? Well, I had decided that I needed more of that wine, so I ordered some of it oh. for overnight. Well, that's a lot better than Elton And then John I tickets. was upset that I didn't have a candle, so I had too many candles sent to me. Yeah, you got to be careful with that, with, you know, drunk, drunk buying stuff. The only good thing about these tickets, Michael. What are they? Is that I bought them three years ago. Uh-huh. And so whatever, inflation. Yes, whatever <laughs> I paid for them three years ago is now well, a bargain in today's economy. Listen, so uh, you, you know the life I live. I do. I'm a single man. You are. And I like to do fun things yes, for myself. Yes, you do. So I'm, nothing's going to stop me. If I want to do something, I'm <laughs> going to go do it. If you want it, it's yours. I'm going to go find a way yeah. to be able to go do it. Yeah. And I've been fortunate. I've gone to the Masters. I've gone to a bunch of things. He's like Johnny Cash. Yeah. He, he's been everywhere. I've been man. everywhere. But it's so goodness, I, I didn't buy Johnny Cash tickets. I've gotten into F1 racing. Yes. And we've discussed it extensively. And which, by the way, the, the, the new season of Drive to Survive is coming out on Netflix. And if the F looking, stands for Formula, Formula Yeah, if you folks are looking for something to binge watch, I really encourage Drive to Survive on Netflix. It got me into uh, uh, F1 racing. A sport that he said was not a sport. Just yeah. A few years a ago. A few years ago, I was making front of car racing, and now I'm into it. So I really recommend it, and it's it is single single handedly because of this Netflix show that I am a fan. So I'm telling you, it will sucker you in. And and I was I didn't. Uh, I guarantee it'll sucker me in. I'll probably end up spending a thousand dollars on it. Some kind. Well, wait till you hear this. So F1's gotten so popular in the United States. There was only one race here. It takes place in Austin, Texas. It's called Circuit of the Americas. Yeah. Well, it's become so popular in America, this year they're having a race in Miami. Miami. And I thought, well, how great is this? I got a place down there and not far from right. it. So I could go. How far and, are you from Miami? Uh, it's got to be like 80, 90 miles. Oh, well, not it's bad. not bad. It's not like bad. driving to a Mizzou yeah, football yeah, game. Yeah. So, uh, but except there's actually like people who live in Florida it, and it's big highways Excellent and stuff. Excellent point, yeah. yeah. So, um, but I, uh, so I, I started surfing for tickets. Yeah. And I don't want to do the extravagant. I no, don't no. want to be there no, polishing would, somebody's, you know. Who would want to do I that? I just want to be there in the grandstand. Yeah. yeah. I'm not looking for the $900 yeah, yeah, ticket. No. John, what? to be in the grandstand, yeah, $3,000. What? Yes. $3,000. $3,000. $3,000. Man. Now, let me tell you. You can't This even... is a guy who I told you I'll do everything. I won't do that. No. I would do anything. Yeah, but, but I'm not do doing that. that. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't hardly win that on Wheel of Fortune. No, I mean, exactly yeah. three thousand dollars. Now, that was if you wanted to go on Sunday race day and be in the stands. Right. Okay. So then I started looking for the rate, you know, the pre stuff, the, the practice, the practice, yeah. and the trials yeah, yeah, and all yeah. this stuff. Nothing under a thousand dollars to in be outside grandstand. in the sun. In the grandstand. On the grandstands, watching cars go by at 200 and something miles an hour. I got to tell you, I'm not that crazy. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, by the way, very good sound effects. Thank you very much. What I did, did you uh, did you ever do any work on Police Academy movies? No. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't like to talk, uh, but you know, it's a gift. Do you remember when we had that guy in studio? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was an interesting yeah, fellow. He was. So anyway, the cheapest that I could find was like a thousand dollars to go and sit in the sun. No thanks. And watch because no, I'm not doing it. But then I started looking at concert tickets. Concert tickets are going through the roof, John. To get into most stage shows, now you're $150, $200. What? When I came down here last Friday in yeah. the ice with my car right. that has rear right. wheel drive, uh, yeah. that was worth $1,000 to watch that. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Uh, it was, Your uh, car doesn't have real wheel uh, drive, it does, does it? And I'm fishtailing. There is no such thing as real wheel well, drive cars it, anymore. It, it's got. It's only got two of the wheels that turn, and uh, <laughs> is all I know. And I'm coming down here. There's ice all over the place. I'm driving 22 miles an hour. People are passing me on the right. That would have been worth a ticket in the grandstands. You needed a drink. I made it. I made it here. You needed a drink. No, after I did that not. Drive, didn't you? No, I did not. I. Uh, I got here. I was so sweaty. By the time I got to the voice of St. Louis, you know, I mean, uh -huh. a lot of stress out there. A lot of perspiration going on? A lot of perspiration going on out there. I sat through two and a half hours of the radio show, and I'm just like, ew, ugh. Soaking wet? It was not good. You wear an undershirt? I do. Does that help you with sweating? Apparently not. Me neither. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's all a scam. Do you now? Yeah. I don't really wear an undershirt. Huh. Yeah, because I, also, I just wind up getting more damp from the undershirt. Well, I wear the undershirt, and the, the best thing about the undershirt is the undershirt tells me when it's time to do laundry. <laughs> Why? Because you have stains? Well, no, when I run out of the undershirts, it's time ah, to do oh, laundry. Oh, yeah, then it's yeah, time to do. Yeah. You do your own laundry. I do. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. You wash your own clothes. I do. You wash your own underwear. I wash them. I okay. fold them. Do you I put press them your own stuff? I take it to the cleaners. Okay. Yeah. But uh, do, do you wash other people's stuff in the house or just If yours? other people have stuff that needs to be folded, I am there for the cause. So I've... I'm okay. a, I'm a uh, you know, I don't like to talk. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I am a, maybe a, a world-class folder of clothes. Yeah. Well, I love washing clothes. Yeah. And I don't want anybody else to wash my clothes. Yeah. A couple of gal pals several times have tried to do my laundry for me. I'm like, no, 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 no. No. I do my laundry. Yeah. I like to do my laundry. Yeah. I'm happy to wash your stuff. Right. Tell me what you want me to do to it, but don't wash mine. Yeah. Because I'm very particular about the way that I well, want the my fold. clothes washed. It's all yeah. about the fold. Totally. And, yeah. And it's when you get it out of the dryer. You can't let stuff stay in no, the dryer. No. Oh, no. You got to get on it. You yes. got to hang it. You got to snap yes. it. You got to pop that. Boom. Pop. Boom. Yeah. Yes. Listen to true. this. All right. On such a time, Sitting on my coffee table at home is... Uh, you have well, a coffee table? Yeah, it's a big table. It sits in front of my uh, huh. couch. I guess you're a minimalist. I wouldn't have thought you'd have yeah, well, a I, coffee Yeah, I like table. to eat while I'm watching TV. Oh, all right. Yeah, and so that was U2 in the background, and so I have a U2 coffee table book. Yeah. Pictures of U2. There's uh, Bono over there. Bono. Yeah. Yeah, Bono, The Edge, Larry, mm -hmm. the whole group. And uh, uh, I have this other one somebody brought to my house as a, you know, like a, hey, here, this is for you. 
And the name of the book is called Drink Like a Man. Drink Like a Man. So you open it up, and it's all it's supposed to be all cocktails men should be into. Huh. So, of course, what do you think the first one is? It's going to be the Manhattan. Yes. Right? Yes. And I guess that's a, you know, my dad used to say to me, that'll put hair on your chest. Yeah. Never got any hair on my chest, but okay, whatever. I got hair on my chest. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, was it from drinking like a man? No, it's just uh, DNA. Genetics, yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm thumbing through this sucker. It's sat on my coffee table for the better part of a year. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at it, and it's all these heavy, hard drinks. Like? Manhattans. Yeah. uh, You know, uh, certain martinis Uh and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, what do you mean drink like a man? Then I started to occur to me, well, maybe I like to drink more like a woman. Because I like Palomas. Do you know what a Paloma is? No idea. It's got a little tequila in it. It's got a little grapefruit juice, a little fizz to it, a little fuzz. Okay. I like that. I like an amaretto sour. Uh-huh. I like a frozen daiquiri. Oh, boy. I like a pina colada. Oh, boy. What, you don't? I do like a pina colada. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And margaritas. So I guess that all gets called drinking like a woman. Huh. But I guess I'm more of a woman. Why am I getting a what? First of all, it's kind of sexist that only men drink this hard stuff because a lot of women I know drink that stuff, and I'm the more the frou-frou guy. I like the, the fruity drinks with the, the fruits and the... You know, anything with a little umbrella. Umbrella? Drink. Yeah. If it's an got umbrella. an umbrella. Yeah, then it's got a little strawberry in it oh, or a little on, mango. Or, that's, that's why yeah, you're a liberal. a little pineapple. So, look. So when I was at the Republican National Convention in 2016. What do you guys drink there? Just straight turpentine? <laughs> at the nomination of Donald John Trump as the 45th president yeah. of the United well, States. Well, they probably had the leftover Trump vodka. We were at the, the, the whatever the center there is in, in Cleveland uh, for the convention. And down the street, there was this little bar called the Society. And we had special passes for the Society. society. It was like a speakeasy. It was. Yeah. And so you you walk down. It's maybe two blocks from the convention center, mm-hmm. and there I was. And I, I walk down, and there it says the society. Mm-hmm. And you open the door and you check in at the front desk there, mm-hmm. and then you descend okay. the staircase. All right, multiple levels. Yeah, and then you're into the bowels of this old building in downtown Cleveland, where there's a band playing um, Louis Armstrong music. Really. In there. You're stepping into 1925. Did you drink like a man there? You, the drinks were all from that period. Oh, and so I went and I ordered myself a Rob Roy. Yeah, you ever have a Rob Roy? Nope. Yep. And (laughs) it's so they had. I I don't know what's in it. Me neither. But it was around in 1925. It's a harsh drink, probably with a little whiskey in it. It had stuff going on. Nothing sweet. Yeah, and the the entire menu. The and they had the little. the little round velvet couches around right, the poles, right, you know what right. I mean? It was the most... Around the poles? The, yeah, the pole. I mean, the, you know, yeah. the round, what do you okay. call them? And uh, so, yeah. And that was... Really? Yes. And so, you felt like you were drinking like a man. I felt like I was drinking like a man in 1925. See, but I like these drinks when I go out, and, you know, that it, it's got a little elderflower in it or... A little grapefruit, mm, or you know, but I, don't you like a little softened drink? I mean, listen, I get it. If I want to drink hard stuff, I'll drink straight, you know, Jameson. Yeah, I like a Jameson. You know what I mean, <laughs> so to speak, or a nice whiskey. Yeah, you know, but I, I'm not. I don't want to drink 
man drinks if the, you should see this book I'm drinking. I mean, it's like two splashes of motor oil, one splash of this, and three splashes of straight, you know, <laughs> corn me, syrup. Let me yeah. suggest that you avoid the motor oil. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah bitters yeah. and all this other stuff. Oh. I want, I want. Well, the Manhattan. So what's in a Manhattan? You got a little, uh, you got mm-hmm. a little uh, yeah. whiskey in there. Yeah, you got a little, a little bourbon in there. Yeah, uh, you got a little, uh, okay. what do you call a um, cherry grenadine? The grenadine. Yeah. yeah, they got a little grenadine. And then you put a little of the. Uh, I would be a horrible bartender. You, know. you got a dash of bitters in there. Yeah, bitters uh, are in uh, there. Bitters. What else you got in there? Uh, rye whiskey, vermouth. Rye whiskey. Uh, vermouth. 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 So that Rob Roy that you're talking about yeah. is two and a half sweet vermouth and four and a half of scotch whiskey. See there? Mm. Rob, Rob Roy. Roy? Yeah. yeah. Rob Roy. Say it again. What is it again? Uh, four and a half of scotch whiskey, two and a half of sweet vermouth, and a dash of bitters. There it is. That's drinking like a man. That's drinking like a man in 1925. But, but I'm telling you, you'd, I'd much rather drink a Paloma than a than I've never a heard of a Paloma. Paloma's got a little tequila in it, a little bubbles, a little, uh, little uh, grapefruit. And it's good tasting stuff. One well, hour down. I suppose it could be. Uh, that voice you hear is none other than Michael Kelly. Tell him who's coming up next. Uh, we've got Braxton Payne, uh, who's been riding bulls out there. He sat in with me before, so we're going to form him before. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. No, he's going to join us right after the top of the hour. Sean Michael Lyles bringing you the news after CBS News. Michael Kelly, John Hancock in his late night with Hancock and Kelly on The Voice of St. Louis. Cable X. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 